Mella! Just a second. It's been just a second for the past five minutes. What's taking so long? I'm just trying to get the back of this blouse closed. Is it too small? No, it's just got uh, a bunch of little buttons. Who even thought this was a good idea? I did. I designed it. Oh. Well, I'm sure once I get it closed, it'll look pretty. Hurry. There's a difference between being fashionably late and just plain rude. I'm go- Shit. All right, that's it. I'm coming in there. Uh, uh, you don't need to do that. We're running late and it's just your back. Let me ha- Get out. I'm sorry. Get out! I'm done. Let's go. Mela. I'll be in the shuttle. How? What? Did you know? Of course. I see everything here. Robert knows as well. Well, uh, of course. He's her doctor, but... How could someone do something like that? That's the problem with you humans. You don't know where to draw the line. So it was a human that did this? I've said too much. No, tell me what happened. Ask her yourself. I'm staying out of this. Morris? Morris! Fine. Be that way. I don't care what you say. I'm going to find out who did this to her. And I'm going to make them regret it. So, you look nice. I appreciate you coming with me again. I, uh, promise there won't be any lawyers giving us the third degree this time. Oh, at least say something. What do you want me to say, Annie? Anything! Let's talk about this, at least! There's nothing to talk about. Yes, there is! There's not! So leave it alone. Fine. I'll get it. Thanks. Take my arm, and try to look like you enjoy being here. Whatever. I do, but... whatever. Okay, what's the plan? Annie? Annie? Yes? What do you want me to do? Oh. Uh, just... Have a good time. Okay? Seriously? Whatever, I'm getting a drink. 
what I was planning. Yes, sir. That's what we meant by the Peace in November's issue. The show trial may have been important to the Dodorians, yes, but it was just made to distract from the lackluster efforts towards disaster relief on Arian 5. There wasn't actually any justice involved. Well, not everyone has the luxury of not being political. It wasn't an opinion piece, it was just stating the facts. I- you know what? Pardon me. Hey! Yes? Sorry about my friend back there, zero bit bourgeois. You'll have to excuse them. Sure. Now excuse me. Wait. What? I never got your name. I didn't give it. You can have mine if you like. I'll take a rain check on that. Thanks. <laughs> but then how can I ask you to dance properly? What? Richard Oslo's The Seventh. Melisandre, the very confused. Are, are you flirting with me? Have been for the past minute. Thanks for noticing. Now, are you going to deny a poor gentleman her dance? Sure. So, Mela, I take it you don't come to these sorts of things very often. How can you tell? You've got the look. You know, the one that says, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? What do I say? <laughs> that sort of thing. That, and you got political, which you should never do here. Take it from me. Oh. Glad Annie didn't see that then. She would have killed me. Who's Annie? My editor. She's the one who took me here. You're dating your editor? What? No, we're just friends. I'm just here... I'm just here because... Well, I can't remember what she told me, but I'm sure it was some kind of excuse. Well, fine by me. I'd feel pretty awkward dancing with a taken woman. Not quite yet. Mella... I don't mean to alarm you, but there's a strange woman staring at us very intently. What? Oh, that's just Annie. Annie? <coughs> Wait, you mean Annie Inkworm brought you here? I thought she'd be taller. Everyone does. I'll be right back. <clears throat> Annie? Oh, Mella, hi. This is Melisandre, my AIC. Mela, Dr. Eka, and his family. Charmed. Could you come with me for a moment? What is your problem? What is yours? You've been staring at me all night. I have not. Yes, you have. You've had the same look on your face, like I'm some beat-up beggar on the street. It's rude. It's not rude. I'm just worried about you. Don't be. I don't need you bothering me, and I don't need your pity. Just... Stop! Ah! Ah! Oh, no, 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 no! We already did this! I am not getting trapped in here again with the world's most claustrophobic celery stick! Relax, it's barely that small. Are you okay? I'm fine. Are you- I'm fine! God. Sorry. What the hell is this place? This place was built from an old mansion brought in from Earth. The owner was supposedly paranoid and built a thing full of traps and secret hideouts. I think this is one of them. 
How do you know all that? I read the warning email they sent out that you were supposed to read before you came here. Oh. So, are we going to talk about this or not? No! Why is that so hard for you to understand? This stuff is none of your business! You won't even say it, will you? What are they called, Mella? Screw you. What are they called? Scars. They're called scars. Now are you goddamn happy? No. I want to know who did this to you. Why? Because I care about you. Because I want to know who hurt you. And I want to make them pay. Annie, you don't know what happened. I don't care. No one gets to do that to you. No one gets to hurt you like that. Not even your father? What? <sighs> you really want to know? Yes. For many years, I lived on the island of Mythka with my family. We were a seafaring people, sailing between the nearby islands to gather supplies and explore. My father was a carpenter who built and repaired boats. My mother was a teacher of the local children. The island was beautiful. I grew up learning to sail and use my magic with the other children. And your family wasn't just the people you were born with, it was everyone. The sky was greener than anything I'd ever seen before, and there were so many trees. It was perfect. And then the strangers came. These huge, white ships descended from the sky one day. We thought they were falling stars, and out of them came people who looked a little like us, but with only two eyes and skin the color of the ground. They didn't have any magic either, but their technology might as well have been it. They told us they were humans from an organization called Inkworm, and that they traveled around the galaxy to developing civilizations, bringing them technology and offering them a place in the modern world. They showed us their ships, their ovens, their packaged foods, and moving pictures. It was astonishing. And then, and then, they said we could have all of it if we just gave them some of our magic. The humans brought in more ships with more tech and began to build a city by the sea. There were tall buildings and factories and places to have a market and everything. We left our huts and village behind and moved in and began to learn how modern people did things. Every day, some of the adults would go down to the large factory and funnel energy into large tunnels where it was taken and used by Inkworm to power the city. It wasn't mandatory and the pay was good. Then there was an accident at work. Then another. More people were brought in to work the machines. We lost teachers, shopkeepers, tons of members of our community. Inkworm brought in human teachers that made us speak English in class and never gave us time off for our holidays. Eventually, our traditional clothes, our language, even our gods were banned. Work in the energy tunnels was mandatory for everyone over 18, then 16, until school just didn't exist anymore police started coming in. The streets where we Mythkins lived got dangerous. The power was out most of the time and some days we didn't have running water. People were arrested and never seen again and some of them got killed right on the street. Everyone was terrified. 
My father was the head of a large resistance group that was trying to get the humans off our planet. He tried to keep it secret from us, but we found out one day. They had been caught. The police called him out of our apartment and brought him into the street. They accused him of conspiring against the company and then... They shot him. I was watching from the window. I saw his head explode onto the pavement. I was 16. A year later, I joined a young rebel group that ran sabotage on Inkworm property. We raided warehouses, blew up supply routes, things like that. I ran surveillance and repairs and taught myself how to use the computers we stole from offices. I learned how to hack and fix any spare parts we had. I got pretty good at it, actually. And then we got caught. It was a stupid raid, and I shouldn't have said yes to it, but I did. The police busted us and took us all to a place everyone had disappeared from. They put braces on our hands to block our magic, then kept us in dirty, crowded cells so we got even sicker. Sometimes there was food, sometimes there was water, but there was always a beating or six going on in the hall. I was special, though. The braces didn't work on me. My magic was too strong, so they kept me in a metal vest that electrocuted me whenever I tried to use magic. That's how I got these scars. The problem is, they expected Mythkins to just sit around and rebel on our own. But we remembered what it was like to be a family. We still were. And that was what they didn't count on. We worked together to form a plan, and then one day the alarms went off. Everyone broke out of their cells at once and ran towards the exit. People grabbed keys from the trampled guards and unlocked their braces. They started bringing the place down. It was chaos. I made it out into the courtyard and tried to find a key to get my vest off, but there wasn't anything. Without it, I was trapped. Then one of the guards grabbed me. I fought him off, but another one came. Then another one. In a few seconds, I was surrounded and restrained. I was trapped again. So I did the only thing I could. I summoned all my magic, everything that had been pushed down until now, and I lashed out. The vest exploded with electricity, turning pretty much everyone on top of me into a crisp. It was so powerful, it burned itself off. Of course, then my magic didn't have any kind of barrier anymore. I couldn't stop it. It just shot out of me like a star exploding. There were people all around me, and... I read the report later. It said that around the blast area, 172 people were dead. I killed them. I didn't mean to, but, but, but some of them were my people, my friends, and they're all dead because of me. <sighs> After that, I grabbed a shuttle off-planet and went on the run. In the next ten years, I did some mercenary work, some smuggling, Whatever I could to survive. Very little of it was fun. None of it was easy. But that's what I had to do. If I died, he won. And that wasn't an option. 
A little under a year ago, one of your father's agents contacted me, Mr. Waters. He offered me a job here in exchange for my silence. And he's kept my mother safe. So I took it. There was nothing else to do. I... I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. No, but... That was my father that did that, and... Yet another horrible thing he's done that I didn't know about. I imagine that was the plan. You're the only person I've told about this. Robert's seen the scars, but... It feels good to get this off my chest. I told you I'm here for you. Now what should we do? What? No, no, you don't understand. We can't do anything. If anyone hears what I told you, there's no imagining what he'll do. Mela! I just meant, what should we do now? You're crying. Do you want to wait a while before I call for help, or- Yes. Yeah, I would like that. Okay. And again, I'm sorry. If I had known- You would have done something. I know you're thinking about it, and trust me, you would. You can be a pain sometimes, but- But you always do the right thing in the end. You really think so? You'd have to see it to believe it. And I've seen it. Then you believe it too. What happened wasn't your fault, no matter how much you think it is. It was cruel, uncaring people doing whatever they wanted for them. If something happened, they only have themselves to blame. Your scars are proof of that. I wish they weren't. There are products that can help them fade, but I think you should be proud of them. They prove that you're still alive, that my father couldn't beat you, and he never will. Thank you. We thought this uh, part was uh, empty. So, sorry. Well, I, um, but what? I don't uh, know what we're... Go. Hi, it's a... Uh, um, yeah, uh, uh, we'll just go. I'm sorry. Uh, so... About... About... Back there. Yeah. Those people were pretty weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. Should... Should we get back to the party? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. All right. Together? Sure. Inkworm is a production of Caldera Studios and is written and produced by Phoenix Dior with editing assistance from Sarah Nahillam. The voice of Melisandre was Anisha Mwatra. The voice of Annie Inkworm was Phoenix Dior. The voice of Richard Oslos was Anna Cohen. All sound effects taken from soundbible.com. Questions, comments, or concerns? Email us at inkworm, that's I-N-K-W-Y-R-M, podcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Tumblr at Inkworm Podcast. 
please remember to subscribe and review and check out our Patreon to support the show.